1: One of the things we try to accomplish here on the Bruce Woolley Show is to put you in touch with the people who want to represent you in government. We do it with Senate candidates. We have done it with U.S. House candidates. And we will certainly do it and have done it with gubernatorial candidates. Uh, Mike DeWine is running for re-election. There's a May primary. He is challenged in the May primary on the Republican side of the ticket by both Jim Renese and by Joe Blystone. And with that, let's welcome... Uh, The gentleman farmer, Joe Blystone, to the show. Joe is uh, a unique political candidate in that he is a businessman and a farmer first, but you see his signs all over the state of Ohio. He's conducting a grassroots campaign, and it's my pleasure to have him on to let him interact with you. Joe, good afternoon, and Merry Christmas to you and your family.
2: Hey, thanks for having me on, Bruce. Uh, Bruce, I sure do appreciate it.
1: Twitter handle is Joe Blystone 22, at Joe Blystone 22, B L Y S T O N E. How's the campaign going? You got a couple of months left. I know you uh, prize engagement with people. I saw you at the Republican Leadership Forum at Genoa. How would you assess where you are in your campaign and what you're trying to accomplish?
2: Well, uh, Bruce, I think uh, we, we have a movement going on all over this state. Uh, you know, everything that uh, uh, DeWine has throwing out into the public, um, trying to uh, uh, re-engage, I would say, his constituents uh, back to his side. I don't think it's working. Uh, he, he, he definitely has lost his base, and these people are mad. And they're looking for somebody who is not a politician, who won't play politics, and who will stand up and fight for them. And I believe that uh, we're inspiring these people to get involved and not, not only supporting us, but uh, get getting to work and uh, uh, using their voice and, 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 and uh, uh, canvassing their neighborhoods uh, because that's the only way that we can get to the uh, finish line.
1: Joe, I noticed that you do a virtual meet and greet Uh, I think every Wednesday night, and uh, I don't know, do you get a sense that the people who are engaging with you primarily in these venues and in your travels around the state are people like you from rural areas? Uh, Is that where you're going after? Are you going after people in the city, too, or do you find people from uh, metropolitan areas are also gravitating to your campaign and your message?
2: You know, uh, we're going. You know, we're we're going out for everybody. We're 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 looking for support. It doesn't matter if you're rural America or you're the metopo- you're metropolitan. Uh, we we want to be the voice for all people, and uh, it doesn't uh, it, it doesn't matter uh, what you voted in the past and uh it doesn't matter where you live or how much money you make uh we we want to represent you uh like like representing uh has never been out there before you know up in Delaware it's kind of interesting because uh we have supporters that have signs uh in in trailer parks uh and we have supporters with signs in million dollar homes so we're covering all avenues, and I, I think, uh, you know, Bruce, I'm just a farmer, you know, never, never wanted to be a politician. That was never in my, in my bucket list, uh, and I think that's why uh, I appeal to people because I relate to people. I, I, I am just your neighbor down the street. So we can sit down and uh, we can have a cup of coffee or or drink a beer together and, and talk about what's going on. This on on uh in this state uh i'm not the politician that lives in the glass house on top of the hill that is uh l- just looking for power joe Bly- i i I, tr- I truly just want to represent the people
1: joe Blystone is our guest he is a republican candidate for governor you can find his campaign website at Blystone for f-o-r Blystone4governor for com. his twitter is at joe blistone 22 and you brand yourself a constitutional conservative maybe refresh people's minds joe what prompted you to run for governor you run a very uh successful family farm and steakhouse and and meat market and in, in the canal winchester area i first became aware of you before i was really aware of you my wife a year or so back said oh we went to this awesome event where there was a sign out front that said If you are offended that we're not wearing a mask, don't come in or something like that. But it was like she said it was such a breath of fresh air to go in where it was like life was normal again. So that was the first time I knew of you. I came to find out later, well, that's Joe Blystone's place. So refresh people's memory. Why did you decide to run?
2: Well, you know, uh, Bruce, last year it was uh, mentally and physically hard to live in this state. Uh, Our current governor, he picked winners and losers when it came to business. Uh, some were deemed essential. Some were not. Uh, he locked down nursing homes and uh, hospitals. Uh, many people died last year alone, no family member in sight, no no pastor, no preacher holding their hand. I mean, uh, at every step of the way, it was just uh, pure lunacy. Uh, what what he did and. You know, when when the government comes in and says, "Joe, you got to shut down half your business, and you got to start policing your clients and police your staff, uh, making sure that uh, they wear masks and 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 they're not getting too close to to one another," you know, that's 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 when I'm I'm done. Uh, I'm not going to do those things. Uh, you can choose come into my business and support or not. But I will never, ever step on the rights of my clientele nor my staff for monetary gain. You know, at the end of the day, God decides what happens and if, I, if my business will be successful or not. But he, I believe in my faith he wants me just to stand up for what's right. Uh, and, and standing up for what's right doesn't mean you think about the monetary part of it because that's what I won't do. I will always stand for what's right, no matter if I lose everything. And that's what politicians are not willing to do.
1: Joe Blystone is our guest, running for governor, state of Ohio. You can find his website, website Blystone, B-L-Y-S-T-O-N-E, 4-F-O-R, 4 com. Okay, so how do you answer the question for people who say, uh, you don't look like a governor, uh, you dress like a kind of a cowboy farmer, uh, what do you know about running a state government? It's a multi-multi-multi-million dollar operation how would you govern? How are you prepared to govern? Can you govern? Or would you be in over your head as governor of the state of Ohio? How do you answer those questions?
2: You know, uh, a good CEO of a company, Bruce, uh, basically they surround themselves with folks that uh, are skilled in, in the different avenues of a business. Uh, that's, that's, that's what Trump did. Uh, Trump was never a politician. Uh, he, uh, he owned and ran a successful business. Uh, I also do that. I know how to balance a checkbook, which is uh, probably a, a top priority because uh, these folks in Columbus do not know how to uh, balance a, a checkbook. And, uh, you know, we're putting a team together that, you know, when, when not if, when we take this state over, uh, we will have the key people uh, ready to hit the ground running uh, uh, pushing forth policy that will work for the people. It's just that plain and simple. You know, we convolute everything. You know, uh, politicians make everything so uh, so uh, hard that uh, the citizens they 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 don't understand it. They can't follow it. Um, and uh, but our government likes to do that they they don't want the common man to be able to follow what they're doing that way they can do whatever it is that they do and and uh it puts money back into their own coffers so we're going to simplify simplify the process uh does does the state of ohio have a few more departments than uh Lystone farm absolutely but uh we will have a team together Uh, before that first day of uh, us taking over Columbus.
1: Now, I apologize if you have done this, and I'm unaware of it, but I saw last week or so, maybe a little longer than that, uh, one of your other opponents in the primary, Jim Renacci, announced his candidate for uh, his partner, rather, for lieutenant governor. You do run as a partnership. John Husted will unquestionably uh, join again with Mike DeWine. Do you uh, have plans to announce, or have you already announced who would be your running mate as lieutenant
2: governor? Uh, we haven't announced yet. Uh, we uh, we're in the uh, we're in the vetting process currently. Uh, we've spoke to several people here in the past uh, few weeks. Uh, we're we're narrowing this down. Uh, so, basically, stay tuned because I believe that here in the next week uh, we will announce our uh, lieutenant governor candidate and it 's going to be uh, I believe this is going to be big news um, uh, the The folks that we 've narrowed down uh, the finalese, uh these these folks are are patriots they 're great people they 're Successful, and uh, they are really going to bring uh, a a positive to the Blystone ticket.
1: Well, very good. And I think it's uh, you're indicative of a larger movement. President Trump, I think, was uh, the beginning stages of that movement. I look to the U.S. Senate race uh, on the Republican side of the ticket. I see successful businessmen like Mike Gibbons and Bernie Moreno on that side of the ticket. And uh, I think that's what our government was in the beginning. It was uh, patriots, citizens who knew what it was like to run businesses and be successful and took that head knowledge to Washington and wanted to serve, not make it a career. So I find you to be a very interesting candidate, and I appreciate your time today, and uh, thank you for coming on the show.
2: Hey, thanks, Bruce. I sure do appreciate it. Merry Christmas to you and your family, and uh, we, uh, we look forward to talking again.
1: Very good. Thank you, Joe. Merry Christmas to you. And that is Joe Blystone, candidate for governor on the Republican ticket in the state of Ohio. So I feel it's important from time to time to underscore what the um, main value of this program is. The main value of this program is truth, true confession. The main value of this program is biblical truth because that's the only place where Uh, truth is determined. But truth is the defining value of this program. It is hopefully the prism through which I try to evaluate everything as I relay my thoughts and opinions to you and as I hear back from you uh, what you have to say about the issues of the day. In that realm, I want to talk about today an opinion piece in The Dispatch written by their editorial page editor. Her name is Amelia Robinson. I've never met her. Uh, i don't agree with her on very many. I don't, probably, I'm probably, i sure we agree on something. I just have never seen anything in print under her byline that I agree with. And today, I want to make clear, I have great uh, empathy for the loss that she and uh, her family have suffered because she's writing about a very personal topic here. And it'd be awful to have this happen in your family. But I think that uh, this is indicative of how leftists think how people who suffer loss and look to blame others and then engage in the very same activity going forward that brings about the kind of circumstances they are writing about wanting to avoid. Okay, so here's the headline. Amelia Robinson, instead of celebrating Christmas, far too many are, quote, dying by the gun, unquote. She talks about having thought of perhaps buying a gift card for her 17-year-old godson notes that it's hard to shop for teenagers. Yes, it is. I feel you. 17 years old, he was far too old for remote-controlled toy cars that I bought him when he was six. But she has one less Christmas present to buy because, as she says, her godson was murdered in Cleveland in April, shot, found in a field, East 63rd Street near White Avenue, bad neighborhood, and they found him dead in a field no arrest so she says which i think we would all look back on and have some regret she said i was not the greatest grandmother godmother rather i was not the greatest godmother did not spend nearly enough time with the boy i assumed i would get to watch grow into a man i should have meant i should have i guess she means i should have spent more time with him sure we all have that need or i should have gotten to see him grow up as a man both are true and she talks about his smile and the things she'll miss, and all understandable. I think we can all empathize with that. And then she transitioned to, of course, you know what, what she thinks should happen and wh- how it could have been prevented. She said, those with real power to do something about gun violence should do something about it. I don't disagree with that. We would have a strong disagreement about who those people are with the real power to do something about it are. Because, of course, she's going to go on and say government, lawmakers. In fact, she says, state lawmakers can, but won't. State lawmakers can do something about gun violence, but won't. Now, I've had a fair amount of state lawmakers on this show. I've never had one say they don't care about gun violence. But man's got to know his limitations. One of the great movie lines of all time. And state lawmakers cannot stop gun violence, in the inner city or in rural areas or wherever it happens, they can't. They can't. She's wrong on that. She says, I've been told time and time again that they do not have the political will to do anything but pass laws that make it, listen to this, pass laws that make it more likely that more bodies riddled with bullet holes will end up on a coroner's slab. So, what is her objection to uh, removing instruction to get a CCW? Maybe? I don't know. But it is not true, and again, we prize truth here, that lawmakers make laws that end up with more bodies on slabs. I'll tell you what ends up with more bodies on slabs. Bad parenting, woke policies that release criminals who commit minor crimes because it's unfair to hold them accountable for their crimes, So that the natural inclination of man is, well, I'll just push that a little bit farther. I stole a power drill from Home Depot. Tomorrow I'll steal something worth more money. Maybe the next time I steal something, I'll just rob someone of what they have. Maybe I'll take a car, then maybe I'll just decide I want that car. Somebody's driving it, I'll carjack it. Maybe they won't give me the car, I'll shoot them so I can have the car. Well, these are things that, long before we get to a field on the east side of Cleveland, in the dark of night when a young man ends up dead, he made a series of, and the people who had influence over him made a series of, bad decisions or indifferent involvement in his life that were much more responsible for him ending up, having his life cut short, than are responsible people in Columbus, Ohio who sit on the state uh, legislature who never met him, who he never voted for, or who he never voted against. Liberals are always looking to blame others for the things that they encounter. Conservatives are always looking to take ownership, exert leadership, and influence for the better Situations and people around them. That's the defining difference between the two. One is based in truth, and one, the Democratic side, is based in error.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.